Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. And this is so exciting because, I mean, we've been internet friends for like 10 years, I'd say. I feel like it has been 10 years, yes. But we've never actually spoke on the phone before. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is really weird because we just like text each other. But I mean, you've heard my voice on like my podcasts in the past and my youtube mm-hmm. channel and stuff and i've heard your voice on your old youtube channel yep um yep. but this is the first time we've actually spoken to each other with our voices yeah it's, it's funny i don't talk to people on the phone very often so no, yeah I, hate it. <laughs> I, hate it I, just, too. I just record podcasts and that's it that's the only way i talk to people if it's being recorded um yeah, so that's that's the first exciting part, just to finally speak to you after like a decade of being I friends. Know. That's pretty awesome. Um, it feels but, like, it ne- like we're we've done it all the time. So it's yes, pretty natural. We we've literally only before like I started recording this, we've spoke to each other like a minute trying to get this set up. <laughs> but this is cool. Yeah, we're here to talk about horror movies, and the formula of the pod will be. We're going to be reviewing and discussing a different movie each episode, and we're going to be diving into all the classic slasher franchises, as well as some of the new ones like today's. Um, and disclaimer, uh, we are not, neither are we trying to be professional critics at all. No. Neither of us went to f- film school or have any qualifications. We're just simply two horror fans that love the genre and want to nerd out about the movies that we like. Um yeah, so, oh, did you hear that knuckle crack? Sorry about that. I did, it's okay. <laughs> I never cracked my knuckles, what's going on? That was intense. Um, sorry, sorry if that went through anyone. Uh, yeah, we will not be rating the movies either. However, we will be ranking them if they're in, like, a series of films in a franchise like this one. Yes. Um, and I'm not claiming to be a horror expert. There's loads of horror I haven't seen and there's also tons of other people out there who know loads more about the subject than me. So oh, yeah, me too. What, yeah, what, I guess what I'm saying is like, don't at us if we get something wrong, <laughs> or you know, we're just doing this for fun. Um, <laughs> so why is this podcast called Horror Homeschool? Well, Ashley was homeschooled, and hello, sheltered <laughs> from horror movies, right? Yep. And horror, anything, pretty much anything horror, to be honest. Other than, sorry, everybody who's a Christian, but other than trying to scare us to being churchgoers so we don't go to hell. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a similar upbringing, like heavily, you know, sort of swayed away from anything 
uh, horror because it was meant to be evil because you know I'm a Christian yeah. and all that. But mm-hmm. um, the only difference is, I guess, I wasn't homeschooled. But um, yeah, so I, I was a bit of a late bloomer too when it came to watching horror films. Oh um, yeah, I'm. This is pretty much just within the past five years, to be honest, for most yeah. of the stuff. I mean, this podcast, like the idea for this podcast was actually born from having a discussion about Fear Street uh, because we just took, we just both just watched it and I messaged you and I was like, oh yeah, it was cool. I'm looking forward to part two, uh, you know, the Friday the 13th one. And you said, um, I've actually only ever seen the remake. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) You need to watch them. You need to watch all of them. You need to watch the original. And, you know, I can't wait to hear what you've got to say about it. And then I just thought, you know what, I'd love to do a podcast about it, you know, because, you know, hearing your opinion on watching these classic films for the first time would be really interesting. Um, so I said, we should do a podcast, you know, and you're up for it. And that's kind of how, how it was born. Um, and the name came because I thought, well, I guess I'm kind of schooling you on the horror that you haven't yeah. watched yet. Um Although we will be doing movies that I haven't watched either, you know, like this one. Um, but, you know, it's just a catchy name that came to me in the middle of the night. So we're rolling with it. Um, I know, this was born like what? Like four or five days ago. Yeah, it's really quick turnaround. And we already have an awesome theme tune as well. I know. Uh, from the musical master field now. Thank you Genius. so for that dude. Um, amazing, amazing song. Um, let me let me just have a quick look, see what his website is. Give him a plug. Uh, yeah, he's a really talented dude. Uh, he does solo music as well as uh, he's in a band, an industrial band called All of Her Twitch. Go and check out his music at offbrandmusic.com. I'll throw a link in the description for that. And uh, while, we're doing, while we're doing shout outs, another shout out to our sponsors, our official sponsors, Skeleton Crew Clothing. So go and check out all of their spooky threads. You'll find the link for the store over at horrorhomeschool.com. So yeah, check them out. I'm actually wearing an old school Skeleton Crew t-shirt right now. Um, it's one of like the very first designs he did. It's like a, a play on the Freemasons logo, I think. It was like the skull in the middle and like a switchblade and two tattoo machines either side. Sweet. Oh, nice. But yeah, so oh, another couple of shout outs while we're doing them. Uh, my friends over at Welcome to Horrorland Clothing and friend of the pod, Ryan Horn. I know they'll both be listening. Um, we've had loads of positive feedback uh, for this podcast and it's not even aired yet. Like just telling friends about <laughs> it, the idea. They're like, oh yeah, that's sick. So, so it's really nice to sort of... I know, uh, you're so smart. <laughs> ...have... Uh, have backing before it's even been born yet so it's nice uh but yeah before we dive into this week's film i thought it'd be cool to you know being the first episode i know this will be a lot of people's first time hearing us and you know i know we'll have a lot of friends tuning in but there'll be some people that don't know us so we'll have like a little getting to know you section and i sent over your very first horror homeschool homework. Uh, yep. A few questions for you to answer. <laughs> so do you, I mean, I'm going to answer those questions too. Do you want to go first or should I? 
you go first, so I can still mm-hmm. kind of get. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you go first. So, so I put, um, what was your introduction into all things spooky and horror? So for me, um, it's quite relevant, actually. I put Goosebumps books. Like, mm. as I mentioned before, I was pretty sheltered kid. I was discouraged away from anything scary. I was actually a real scaredy cat as a kid. Like, I distinctly <laughs> remember going to a theme park here called Gulliver's World. And, you know, you have, like, ghost trains and ghost houses. You know, there's, like, mm-hmm. ghost trains, obviously, you're on the train and you can't get off. You just, like, go through and it's done like a little roller coaster mm-hmm. through spooky stuff. But I was in this ghost house where you walk around it. And I remember being so scared that I had to leave through the fire escape. Like, my parents, like, ushered me out because I was, like, crying. I was that scared. And I just remember looking at, like, the glow of, like, these, like, fake candles on the wall, you know, like, flickering, like, fake chandelier or whatever. And I just remember being absolutely terrified. I don't know what it was. Whether it was like a I feel like I'd be the same. But I was so scared. And I think, like, because of that and because my parents always discouraged me from liking these satanic mm-hmm. evil things... It was always, you know, I had, I basically had the fear of God striked into me for anything <laughs> like, you know, scary. So I, I gravitated towards these books because it was almost like a safe entry into into the horror world. And I mean, I'm sat right next to a stack of them now. I've actually rebought a load of them. I had a huge collection when I was a kid, but um, I've been hunting them down for nostalgia's sake just to get my collection mm-hmm. back again. I mean, the, the British covers especially were so nice. Um, I posted a few of these on my Instagram if you go, if you want to go and check them out. But they're like, um, they've got the Goosebumps logo on the top and it's all like embossed, like, and there's like the character from the story in like Gunge or something, like coming out of the coloured Gunge and it's just such a sweet aesthetic. I remember just looking at these covers for hours and like, almost being scared to crack open the books and read them <laughs> but um oh yeah was, I, I see one yeah that was a big one for me goosebumps books and also x-files trading cards i know that sounds <laughs> weird but i was actually too scared to watch the show because the cards scared me that much and i like based my own ideas around what the show was like <laughs> from collecting these cards and stuff like i used to be terrified of like uh, tombs you know the, the guy that like squeezes like rounds into houses and stuff and I used to think that he was going to come up through my toilet and um, like <laughs> I, I had such a fucking like active imagination that like the slightest hint of anything horror as a kid would just like terrify me <laughs> but it was exciting and I loved it um, That's so funny. and also a big one for me um, I was a huge Michael Jackson fan still am um, so the music video for Thriller was life-changing for me. Like, when I first <laughs> saw that, I was just, like, scared out my wits, but absolutely loved it. Um, so that was a real big one for me. And then later on, he did uh, a, a music video called Ghosts, which was, like, a real, like, a mini-movie, actually. I think there was, like, two songs in it. But that was really sick, really well done, great special effects, and scary as well. Um, and then two more ones, uh, Adam's Family Movies and Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, they were always mm. on in our house. So that was, like, 
that was sort of my entry point into horror. Um, so what was your introduction? So growing up as a pastor's kid, homeschooled, and yeah, I, I kind of grew up in the same way where you couldn't, there's like, you weren't supposed to like any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know how in the I feel like in the nineties it was really everything was demonic everything yeah and <laughs> so it was a good they, time for Satan <laughs> <laughs> so they like to try and shove all the scary stuff in your face in order to like scare you into going to heaven or whatever but um, my main introduction was we ha- I have some cousins that lived with us and see I was like eight or nine and they were 13 12 13 but they were like the 90s goth girls and I just thought they were so cool and so <laughs> they introduced me to like Marilyn Manson and Corn and Tool and the Ramones and I just fell in love with all that and so I just like would just copy pretty much anything that they would do and that's kind of how I I got on I've that I got in my head like the girls from the craft they like that um almost one of them was for sure her and her friends were definitely like that and then the other one I felt like she was more like maybe on the punkier side of goth if that makes sense yeah but horror punk yeah so I don't necessarily know like if they were really actually into like horror films but they were into the darker stuff Mm -hmm. that goes along with being Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails fans, so. Sweet. Yeah. So, what was the first horror film that you ever saw? Um, Return to Oz. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes. Dude. You know what, I didn't even think about that one. That one Traumatizing. Um, still, it still holds up as well. It's still really scary. It really, like, really does. Recently. Um, but yeah, that was huge, actually. I didn't even think of that. But I used to scare the fucking shit out of my sister because I used to <laughs> go around my house with my roller skates on my hands and pretend to be a wheeler and, like, chase around. <laughs> she used to scream. <laughs> it was so weird. But it was so funny. But yeah, it's a genuinely disturbing film. Like, that is... Even... I... Ooh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Like, even down to, like, the intro where it's, they're, like, in an asylum and stuff. And, like, it's so fucked <laughs> Whose up. Whose idea was that? Yeah, <laughs> it's, so, it's not a kid's film. No. And, but, and the, with the heads as well, all the different that, heads in the cabinet. That yes. That nightmares. That part scared me, scared me and my siblings so bad that we started crying. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I mean, I've got a question at the end here, which is scariest film you've ever seen, and I put I put something else, but actually, I think it's probably returned to us. That film is fucking horrible. Um, but my other one was uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Have you ever oh, seen wow. that? Wow, uh, I think I've seen it. But how old were you when you watched that? If that's like one of your first, um, I th- I think I was. I looked it up. It came out in like 2005, I think, and I think I was 16. Oh, and, no, that's, uh, that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was 16, and my friend's dad owned a whole bunch of different housing houses where I grew up, 
and there was this one house that was abandoned in the middle of this field. <laughs> and my oh. friend thought it was a good idea for us to set up a projector in the oh. pitch black dark and watch that movie. Oh, and shit. Yeah, I was it. scared out of my daggum mind. Like, and there was, <laughs> <laughs> there was like a, a staircase going down into like, I guess they're the basement or something and we like would look down there and i was like swear to god if i see a demon i was like i'm gonna be out of here so fast it was terrifying that's amazing <laughs> see I, w- I was thinking like when you were like a kid because like the first horror i saw distinct memories because i was young um i'm trying to think of around about how old was i um i was still in primary school so i can't have been older than like 10 um and it was aliens um mm. and we were at like a party um at this house down the road uh, it was like my best friend's house but he used to throw these like huge parties because he had a massive house and um all the parents would go as well but like all the kids would just sort of like hang out in like the tv room while the parents sort of got drunk in like the kitchen <laughs> or the garden or whatever and i remember aliens was on tv um and i'd never seen anything like it before and it just terrified me i was like glued to the screen like all the other kids were sort of like playing around and stuff and i was just sat there just like terrified but could not stop watching um yeah i have never seen that movie have you seen the first one i've never seen any of them i need to watch them (gasps) wow i know i suck i I love alien stuff and i suck I mean, maybe that's one we should do as well. Yeah, for but, sure. I agree. Like, Alien 3 is so bad, though. It's, it's really <laughs> not an enjoyable watch. Uh, but yeah, we'll digressing. We'll get into that. But, um, so what's next? Favourite horror movie? Oh. Halloween. <gasps> nice. Obviously. Like, but then also Scream. Yes, so it's that's like mine. That's mine. Um, yeah, I knew that. It changes between like Scream and Halloween because they're just perfect <laughs> movies. They um, really are. Yeah, but and also we'll, I love. We'll get to them. Halloween three. Oh Remember yes. I told you that's my favorite. Yes. That, I love that one, but not because it's like, you know, with Michael Myers. That has nothing to do with Halloween three, obviously. But it's just because I like that movie as itself. It's a fantastic <laughs> film, and oh, yeah, so great. I can't wait to do that one. Like. I think oh, yeah, what we're that'll be aim fun. to do is we'll we'll try and do the Halloween films in October. Um, yes. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Season of the Witch because we both fucking love that film. So good. Um, yeah, favourite horror subgenre? I mean, mine's slasher, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was yours? Um, I have three. Oh, <laughs> Teen slasher, the slow yeah, burn yeah. ones like The Witch. And... I've not seen The Witch. Oh, it's so good. So Maybe good. Maybe we should do that. You should definitely do that. One. We should definitely do that one. Uh, and the comedy ones, like Shaun of the Dead. Uh, oh, really? I'm not Dale a and fan Tucker. of comedy horror at all. No? Oh, I don't oh, like Shaun of the Dead. That's so funny. Yeah. I just... I'm trying to think of the, the closest thing to, like, comedy horror that I like. Uh, I like the first Babysitter film. You know, the one I didn't get to watch that one yet. The first one's good, but the one they brought out recently wasn't. Did uh, you ever see Deathgasm? No, I've not seen it's a, that. 
It's a New Zealand one. That one, I think, I think you'd like that one. It's not like, it's scary, but it's also kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, what about favorite horror director? I have James Wan just because I love The Conjurings. Oh. And then... Um, that's interesting because like James Wan's a weird one with me. Oh, he's a weird one. Um, he really is, yeah. <laughs> he does good films, but he also does films I'm not as into. Like I thought, um, is it Dead Silence? We just watched that one last like, night. Like I love that one. I think that's a really mm-hmm. great film. Uh, but I, I'm not as big on the Conjuring stuff. Like I know a lot of people love those movies but like i just wasn't as impressed with them that's so funny um, but w- w- we'll do them as well i might need to rewatch them <laughs> well i didn't like I... aquaman though i thought oh no that's fucking sucked that film Dude, so that bad. movie was it blew it just was so bad i was like uh, just... and this is what i can't hurt. i can't understand why that got such like good reviews either like <laughs> Loads of people are like, oh yeah, Aquaman's good, and it's like, it's really not. It's very difficult. They're brainwashed. It's that bad. <laughs> um, for me, I put Wes Craven. Oh yeah. For obvious reasons, Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love his meta take on horror. Um, I really like a new nightmare as well. I think that was him at like. I don't want to say his peak because it's not better than Scream or the first Nightmare on Elm Street, but I just love how he goes crazy with his films and he's not afraid to, you know, just go nuts and just completely go experimental. Um, mm. And it's it's always just like a dead, compelling, fun horror with him. Um, I, I do actually need to go back and watch his first stuff because I've never seen, is it Last House on the Left? Yes, that? that's... Uh... The original one? Yeah, I need to go back and watch that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love, love, love me some Wes Craven. Um, I love Scream 4 as well. Um, I do too. <laughs> and I'm really, really apprehensive about Scream 5. I mean, I even oh. hate that they've just called it Scream. That's so shit and pretentious and just... I know. It irks me to my core. <laughs> And I think the guys that are doing it are the same ones that did um, Ready or Not, which I wasn't the biggest fan of. Is that the one where the chicken's married and then yeah. the hunter? Yeah. Yeah. That was okay. That yeah, was it was okay. Weird. But if if they're going to do that same kind of humor, like, um, I don't know if that's going to work in a Scream film. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I don't want it to be bad. I want it to be great. I want to love it, but... I'm just apprehensive. It's not mm-hmm. worth craving, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so favorite scream queen. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis. I got it. Oh, really? You went for Jamie yeah, Lee Curtis? Okay. I did. <laughs> obvious. I, I had to go I mean, with the obvious. <laughs> I went for Sarah Michelle Gellar. See, I was gonna do her. That makes me upset because I was gonna do her because I was like, okay, she's really good. You know, there's some screams in Buffy, and then there's um, Scream Two. Scream too, and then um, also I know, I know you what did you did last summer. Yes, yeah. dang it, I almost went with her. <laughs> she, I mean, obviously she's fantastic. You know, you got the Grudge as well, mm-hmm. um, but she fucking dominates a Scream like qu- a Scream Queen chase. You know, she's like yeah. especially that one in Scream too. 
Like, she is so good when she does those scenes. Like, she's really good at acting scared, but also yes. being yes, a badass is. when she's getting hunted down. And I love that about her. Oh, she's just Buffy so much. Yeah, she's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> of course. Like, she's yeah. the best. Um, okay, so favorite slasher villain? Um, I have Michael Myers and Ghostface. Nice. My, yeah. Mine is Michael Myers. I mean, yeah. I, I put him because he's always been, it's always been him with me. Like, yeah. Halloween was one of one of the first, like, horrors that I really, really loved. And he's just, I mean, he's just, he's a force of nature. He's just pure evil. Pure you know, evil, the, yeah. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, you know. And that William Shatner mask painted white is genuinely just chilling and it's timeless. You know, it's like it's just, brilliant. Like, who thought... <laughs> it's genius to think they were going to go with a clown mask to begin with Ew, i'm so glad it would have not worked out the same way no, i don't think it doesn't and he he's always tried to be emulated but it never quite gets mm-hmm. it you know he and he's he's actually sadistic as well and he mm-hmm. enjoys killing people and fucking with people and scaring them like he just for up, the like, sake of doing it yeah, he like sets up pranks and traps so that people find the bodies of people that he kills, and like he's just he's inventive and he's scary, and I love him. And I can like watch the... any any Halloween any Halloween movie and enjoy it because of Michael Myers. Yeah, Jason yeah. Is, a, is a close second, but I can't say the same about Jason because I I look at Jason Voorhees very two very different characters. I mean, we'll get into that when we do mm-hmm. the Friday Thirteenth series, but when Kane Hodder takes over as Jason Voorhees, that's a different Jason, in my opinion. He plays him completely different. Mm. Um, but yeah, Michael Myers for me. For sure, yeah. I love Michael Myers. Next one was Classic Monsters. Yes. Favourite classic universal horror monster. Now, uh, this was tough for me because they're all fucking great. Oh, they're great, yeah. Different reasons. But I had to go with Dracula. Um, oh that's good just because of how bella lugosi plays him yes i love nosferatu and you know that was obviously a classic but the way bella lugosi plays dracula is just so iconic and it just redefined what a vampire was and it was just so cool you know, like, mm-hmm. and I love that movie. That's one of my all-time favorites. So I had to go with Dracula. That's a good one too. Yeah, I went with uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Ah, I knew you would. Ever <laughs> <laughs> tattooed on my arm? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've so, not seen that. You know, it's so good. It's I've, really good. I've seen all of them apart from that one. I've not seen Invisible Man. I um, I saw that a long time ago can't quite remember it yeah we'll do them at some point the new one was know... crap oh yeah it was oh yeah it that was, was an terrible awful... again critically acclaimed but yes i just did not get it i oh it's trash it i know yeah. me too yeah <laughs> uh yeah i was just saying about the classic uh horror monsters when we do those movies i want to get uh jay leal from skeleton crew clothing on because he's a huge universal horror movie uh, awesome. monster fan he's got them all tattooed all over him that's um, sick so what's your favorite horror movie score 
So we're talking like instrumental themes, mm-hmm. like composers. Um, Halloween, definitely. Yes, John Carpenter. That's what I thought. Yes, it's um, just classic. You can't beat it. So classic, yeah. And did you know that he scored that movie in three days? What? Yeah, he's a field mouse. It just comes to him, just you That's know, bashes insane. it out. Done. <laughs> That's so cool. That is really um, cool. Favorite horror movie, original soundtrack. Okay. So, like, you do so... <laughs> Which is you know very, I... very apparent in this film we're about to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But <laughs> I put, I put, uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, does Twilight New Moon count? Because that's a great soundtrack. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't think, I've, I've only ever seen like 10 minutes of the first Twilight and like I walked out. But I know that. <laughs> There's a really good Paramore song in one of them. Yes. <laughs> Is it called Decode? Yes, that's such yeah, a great that's song. Sick. Yeah, it's a really good song. That. Um, but no, my serious one is uh, Queen of the Damned. Oh, that's Corn, isn't it? Yeah. Like, uh, there's some Corn tracks in it, or Jonathan Davis. Dis- disturbed. Uh, uh, I just listened to it last night, actually, getting prepared for this. Let me see. It's a great soundtrack, though. I love it. Uh, yeah, Forsaken by David Draymond. Static X, Disturbed, Lincoln Park, Marilyn Manson, Orgy, Papa Roach. Nice. <laughs> Deftones, Earshot, and some other ones that I don't know who they are. But yeah, that one's a great you, soundtrack. You must like the uh, Scream 3 soundtrack, because that's very... I mean, there's two Creed tracks on that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, heck yeah, Creed all the way, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was stuck on what to put here, so I put two answers. I put the first Scream and Lost Boys. <gasps> Ooh, because, Lost I mean, Boys Lost, was good. Lost Boys is so good, and I I'm lucky enough to have seen two of those tracks perform live at a horror convention. Uh, That's G-Ton awesome. Perform with Cry Little Sister, and then. The nicest guy you'll ever meet, um, the saxophone guy. Oh fuck, what's his name? Tim Capello. He he did. I still believe, and it was one of the greatest moments of my life. Like honestly, I'm not exaggerating. There was fire on the stage. Oh it was just my gosh. Him And his saxophone. He had the chains on and everything. Like it was insane. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I love both of those soundtracks equally. I'll have to check check them out. Because I remember the music, yeah. I just didn't listen to the whole soundtrack. Uh, right, favourite kill ever. Um, this so... came to me dead quick. <laughs> um, one... And you've, you've not actually seen this movie, but Jason X. Uh-huh. Um, the, <laughs> the Friday the 13th set in space. And it's ridiculous <laughs> and a bad movie. And I love it to bits. But there's a moment in it where he, I mean, this isn't spoilers, it's just a kill. Um, he cryogenically freezes someone's head and then smashes it on a, on a desk or something. And it is just incredible. Hmm. <laughs> it's such a good fucking kill. I love it. That's, so that, was, that was mine. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I can't wait till we get to that film. It's so <laughs> um, mine was from the newer Last House on the Left. Uh, oh, I've not seen it. There's okay, so without giving away too much, mm-hmm. but uh, this guy puts this other guy's head in a microwave. Oh, so the microwave 
doors off, but he starts it and he puts his head in there and, you know, the radiation or whatever makes it explode. And it's just, it was wild. But, and then my other one was, um, did you see Screen Queens with Jamie Lee Curtis and... Uh, I saw like the first few episodes because they put it up on Amazon Prime and then I got like halfway through the first season and they took it off. So, Oh, that sucks. It's such, yeah. so good. But I love a... Emma Roberts. She's so good. Yeah, because there's a, a scene. I don't know if you got to, to this point, but for some reason they are buried underneath in the lawn and like... Oh, the, yes, yes. The yes. bad person it's comes in. Great scene. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with the lawnmower and just runs their heads over. <laughs> yeah, it's just the heads poking out of the of the grass, and their bodies are underground. Mm-hmm. And then someone comes with a lawnmower and just runs over their heads. It's fucking brilliant. That was genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome part. Right. So last one, scariest film you've ever seen. Um, I have Return to Oz <laughs> and Hereditary. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> that is it I remember when I first saw that I texted you straight away and I was like oh my god like and we had like a genuine discussion on how that is genuinely like disturbing and, and traumatizing terrifying man yeah that movie like, oh man that movie I mean I want to watch it again but I'm gonna have to be in the right headspace it's, it's gonna be a different viewing now I know what's coming as well because literally, that true, last, like true. the last twenty minutes of that film is some of the most disturbing, scary shit you'll ever see. Oh my and god! I'm, I'm just talking like standard horror. I mean, I don't like torture porn. I don't like extreme horror. I know yeah. about a Serbian film and stuff like that. I don't fuck with stuff like that. No. I like things that are a bit more clever, like this. And Ari Aster is that how you pronounce his name? I think so. Yeah. He. He's he's real up and co- well. I don't want to say up and coming because he's he's huge. He's brought out two really interesting modern horror films. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Midsummer and Hereditary, and you know they're doing something different, and they're very very memorable. So whether you love them or hate them, right? They stick with you. Yes. Yeah. That's how I felt about Saint Maud as well because I watched that recently. Oh yeah, I need to watch but that. It's kind of like a budget. Ari Aster like again everything happens in the last like 10 minutes but the rest of the film kind of isn't worth worth it do you know what I mean yeah Um, but yeah he's he's a really interesting director and I can't wait till we get to that movie (laughs) yeah I'm not really a big fan of modern horrors either um it has to it takes something really special to grab my attention this is why I always revert back to my you know my comfort blanket 80s and 90s slashes mm-hmm. because that's what i love so yeah um but yeah that's uh that's a little bit of insight into us and where we come from horror wise uh so should we go into the film then yes fear street part one 1994 so uh what is fear street so fear street is a trilogy of films directed by Leigh janick and based on R.L. Stein's best-selling horror book series. Now, I've not read these books. Me neither. Um, I've only read the Goosebumps ones. Um, so it's actually a Netflix film event with each movie getting released weekly in July. So Fear Street Part 1, 1994, was released on Friday, June the 2nd. 
uh, sorry, July the 2nd. Uh, part 2 was released the Friday just gone on July 9th. And part 3 is coming next week on Friday the 16th. And the tagline is three movies, three weeks, one killer story. Um, and the, yeah, so we've only watched the first one, even though the second one's come out. I said, well, we'll hold off. We don't want it to sort of taint how we feel about the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the first part, which we'll be covering today, is set in 994. And it pays homage to the 90s high school slasher era of movies like Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, second part set in 1978 is going to be paying homage to the Friday 13th movies and the final part is going to be going back to the witchy roots I guess so we're working backwards in time to uncover the truth about the curse um, and before going into it I just want to say the marketing on this film has been fantastic um, here in the UK Netflix have actually set up some pop-up video rental stores just to promote the movies so there's one in London Brighton and Newcastle. Tragically, I live nowhere near any of those places. Um, I'll, I'll throw some pictures up on the Instagram, but basically they've set it up to look like a blockbuster video rental store right out of the 90s. Uh, it's called Shady Side Videos. There's like a photo booth in there. Um, it just looks dead authentic and cool. Uh, it doesn't actually rent out any of the movies or sell them. However, you can buy limited edition merch from there for the movie. Um, it's just a fantastic publicity stunt. I just thought it was sick. That's so awesome. It's so sick, yeah. It's just like a giant advert, but like an art installation. I love it. I'm jealous. Um, I wish there was one nearby me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll read the synopsis, but before I do that, this is your spoiler warning. So each time we talk about a movie, we'll be going into full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause this podcast, go and watch it on Netflix, then come back and join us because it's much more fun listening to a podcast when you feel like you're part of the discussion. You know what we're talking about. Um, (laughs) Okay, so the synopsis is, a circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shady Side. So, initial thoughts. I mean, as we just discussed, you know, my favorite film is Scream. My favorite subgenre of horror is 90 slashes. My favorite director <laughs> is Wes Craven. So, this is exactly the film I've been craving for for like 10 years since Scream 4. You know, like yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of modern horrors. You know, it takes something special for me to enjoy a modern horror movie. Or in this case, just try to emulate my favorite era. <laughs> so I fucking loved this. Um, you know, uh, the thing is, though, I, w- I want to do another disclaimer. As everyone will discover, listen to this podcast. I love bad movies. And I'm well aware <laughs> that this is technically a bad movie. <laughs> you know? I'm right there with you. Yes, um, I, I you know, love bad movies, too. <laughs> my favorite Friday. Well, one of my favorite Friday 13th films is Jason Takes Manhattan. And that is a tragically terrible film. But we'll get to that when we get to it. So, you know, I'm well aware this movie is technically a bad movie, but I loved it unashamedly. And we will not be ashamed to, like, shit films on this podcast. <laughs> uh, there are a lot... I've seen a lot, a lot of ne- negative reviews out there for this film. But honestly, I rate my films based on rewatchability and did I have a good time watching it, which yes. I think a lot of horror fans do. Yes. Um, and I thought this was genuinely well done. 
you know, I love the aesthetic. You know, like growing up in the nineties, like anything from that era was like a warm hug to me. Mm-hmm. You know, the nineties foot blanket. That's probably why I still dress like I'm in that era. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love the aesthetic. I love the vibe. I thought they nailed it. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. It was really good. Um what were your thoughts about the the beginning of it? So that that'll go in my favorite scene, I guess. I mean, okay. I wanted to I wanted to sway away from it because that's like the obvious, you know, <laughs> when we're talking about favorite scene, but every time I think about this film, I just think about that opening scene. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's just a direct homage to Scream, you oh. know, like Yes. Everything down to the way it's directed and shot, the way that the skull mask killer is chasing mm-hmm. Uma Thurman's daughter. I've forgotten her name. <laughs> uh, Maya. Maya Hawk, I think. Yeah, she was in Stranger Things, wasn't she? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just loved that. I loved, again, like the neon, the way it looked. I love the mm-hmm. cinematography and, and the, you know, just like the whole 90s vibe of it. I thought it was so well done. And it, it was it set things up real strong. I was like, I was expecting big things from it. Unfortunately, I didn't quite get that, which we'll talk about in a bit, but I still love the movie. Yeah, um, I I really liked that part too. Um, it kind of made me giddy because I was like, okay, all right, yeah. I see you. <laughs> yeah. What did you put for your favorite scene? Um, I would say that one would be my favorite scene too because like... Yeah. I, I like the part when she's trying to figure out what's going on and she goes into that other store that wasn't the one that she worked at. Mm-hmm. And it looked like a Spencer's. Do you look at, do you guys have Spencer's? No. Okay, so Spencer's is like a... Like a fancy dress shop. No, it's it's not. It's like a... Like people who are stoners and... Oh, they sell like bongs and stuff. Yeah, they sell like that. They sell like t-shirts and, and mm. just weird like rave clothes and and stuff like that but that's exactly what like that store she went into looking for her friend is, mm-hmm. is exactly what it looked like in the 90s and is exactly what it looks like now nice so it was really cool i was like so excited i was like man this is all that bright color like neon stuff is my favorite yeah i mean i, w- I just wanted to go back to the 90s <laughs> basically i know um, Let's talk about uh, another big thing that I look for in loving a horror movie, and that's the soundtrack. This like is basically the dividing factor between me liking a movie or loving it. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people criticize, you know, the way that the editing was in this with the, mo- that, with the music. That's my quite, only complaint. Yeah, quite choppy, and it was like I think there was a scene on it where a scene where she got on the bus and it was like. Um, Cypress Hill, Insane the Brain, and then it switched like 10 seconds later to like Radiohead Creep or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, uh, hang on a sec. <laughs> yeah. But I was having such a good time. I just pushed that to one side and I was like, I don't care. Um, you know, you've got some great songs that you got Only Happy When It Rains by Garbage, mm-hmm. Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden, Machine Head by Bush. Um, obviously, Creep by Radiohead, Closer by Nine Inch Nails, Yes, uh, Firestar, Rob Zombie. Is Rob Zombie in there? Yeah, didn't uh, wasn't that the one that I think Josh was singing? The the brother Josh was singing to? I think I gotta 
go back and remember. But that, but that was my main complaint though was a I didn't I think some of those songs came out after 1994, so I was like, oh, okay, so, uh, yeah, there's a <laughs> yeah, I was like, because mm, I think like garbage, just, uh, only happy when it rains came out in '95, and then the fact that they just switched it so much, but that was like my. I mean, that's not a very big complaint. So, like, that was... Yeah. That was my main issue with the whole movie. But I, like, I don't really have any other big issues yeah. with it. Well, actually, while we're on the, the subject of, like, things we didn't like or weren't too hot on, the main issue that I had was that um, it wasn't, like, a straight-up whodunit slasher. You know, like, like mm-hmm. Scream or the first Friday 13th. Like, that's what I wanted. Where, you know, mm. when they started the whole supernatural thing and mm-hmm. it was revealed quite early on, like, I mean, you get the reveal from the schoolmaster dude straight away. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, um, we're not doing that then. But then when he came back and he was, like, sniffing the dude's blood on his shirt and stalking people and that, I was like, oh, yes, this is what I want. And then when it was revealed that he was the dead guy from the start, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm, if I, if I'm on board with this. Like, And then it was all... You know, the whole the, the blood death thing or whatever, where she disturbed the witch's grave, so they were after mm-hmm. her. And, and then it got a bit, like, silly, you know, when, the like, the Jason dude was after them too, and then that, like, mm-hmm. the, the girl that kept resurrecting herself. And it got a bit, a bit too, a bit too goosebumps, if you know what I mean, a bit not, like... Yeah. It strayed away from what I wanted, which was, like, a straight-up whodunit slasher. Um, yeah but again that was just like I pushed that to one side because I was having so much fun yeah um one other thing that bothered me (laughs) this is a stupid thing but the brother being on the internet chatting that way in 1994 on top of Mm. the fact that they were poor like nobody I didn't have a computer like that I wouldn't have known how to chat like that online I was like 94 no 98, 99, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You had the dial-up broadband then, the modem, and it yeah, cost it was... per minute, didn't it? Like, yeah, we're, I was we're showing like... our age now. <laughs> <laughs> that that really bugged me and Kevin for some reason because we were like, nope, that's not how it's. Because like, I don't even think I really chatted a lot online until maybe two thousand two. You know, yeah, definitely not nineteen ninety four. Yeah, because it was so expensive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they were getting takeaway pizzas like every night, so they must be pretty, uh, pretty rich. See, that's what that. I was thinking too. But they're all like, back. "Oh, we're poor, and you yeah. know, we're like, we're shady side scum." Or yeah, <laughs> actually, that's something that I really liked. Though I love the shady sides. Um, what was the other one? It was like Sunnydale, wasn't it? Like oh, Sunnyvale, but Sunny, Sunnyvale. Sun- yeah, yeah, Sunnyvale's. Yeah. Isn't Sunnyvale a real place in California? I think it it is. I think so. I love, like, the two rival towns, though. It kind of reminded me a bit of, like, Riverdale or something. And it was very 90s. I like that. Yes. I like the way the the, the football teams were called, like, it was, like, Shadyside, Witches, and Sunnyvale Devils. I think that was it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But, Yeah. yeah, I just loved all that. I thought that was cool. I thought it worked. Um. So who is your favorite character? Josh, the yes. brother. Same. Yeah. Like I, I related I, to I, him great. so much. Yeah, same. Like the the insecure, introvert, loner, outcast. 
you know who knows any, too much about serial killers. Yes. <laughs> and any me. kid, any kid who likes eating pizza while chatting to girls on the internet in a makeshift fort is good with me. You know, <laughs> I just yeah, I could relate to him. I loved his portrayal as well, and I was like rooting for him the whole way through. The whole whole and way. And he like totally scored with that hot chick, which was so sick. I know. Uh, I actually looked at a few like polls online for horror accounts that I follow on Instagram for the best characters. Um, and Josh got 54%. So he won. And uh, Kate got 31%, which was, I think that was the girl he got with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and 15% was Simon, which was the funny dude who I liked as well. Um, yeah, I liked him too. He had some great, like, one-liners. Um, and I also liked the fact that he, like, totally bashed one out while the other two couples were getting busy. <laughs> so funny. I, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that scene was, like, insane. I liked it because it totally slowed the pacing down and it was like, okay, we need a bit of breathing, like, space now. Yeah. And, it, you know, you, ha- you have to have the obligatory, like romance whatever because like you've got these hormones flying around it's high school kids you know I yeah. thought it was realistic and it was cool I loved it I liked Sam for some reason like I liked her character a lot I hated Dina though like she was unlike she the main one yeah she was yeah, just... I don't even I don't even know her name and she was the main character yeah so she was just kind of unforgettable like you could have taken her out of the movie it would have been fun yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was a big deal. If you don't like the main character, that's a big, that's a big no-no. We're pulling this movie apart now. <laughs> no, but um, I read a whole bunch of stuff on Reddit about it, and there's just so much. Like people have went in deep on this kind of stuff. So I think once we get to the other movies, I can talk a little bit about what I read because it, okay. it's a lot of like. Stuff, have you had stuff spoiled or? No, no, no. I don't think it's spoilers. It was just like theories. Um, cause mm-hmm. I know like in Sam's visions with, she sees the witch, it's, it's the care, it's the actress who plays Dina. Oh, see, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, so I noticed I... that. So everybody's speculating that like she is connected to the witch somehow, or she is the witch, or there's going to be some sort of go back mm-hmm. in time play with it. I don't know. Like, so just, yeah, at first first time where she's got like the flashback when she put like her, her hands in the ground and she had like mm-hmm. blood and I thought oh that means Sam's related to the witch because she's like connected with her blood with the ground or see whatever. that's yeah. what I th- yeah yeah um but obviously at the end when she's like possessed by or whatever I was like okay that's not gonna okay, happen so- now but that ending blew my mind like did it really <laughs> I enjoyed the movie but that last little bit, that last little twist, which I should have I should have seen coming, but I didn't, made the whole movie for me. Like I loved it. Really? I was like, this this is amazing because, like, okay, yeah, cool, you're all happy, you know. Oh, your best friends died, which bothered me that they weren't super upset about that. Anyways, but um, I was like, okay, so they're gonna be happy from now on, and then she freaking stabs. Some, you know, Sam stabs Dina, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> it I was a pretty that. cool ending, actually. Yeah, and she's just like, she's got her tied up on the floor, and mm-hmm. she's like, she's just not feeling herself at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
like uh, Josh is like, what the fuck? <laughs> she's demon possessed. <laughs> she gonna kill us. Yeah, I mean, so far this movie's ticked like four of my five must-haves mm-hmm. in a horror movie. So aesthetic, tick. Atmosphere, tick. Soundtrack, tick. Mm-hmm. Memorable or likable characters, tick to an extent. To an extent, yeah. <laughs> now the last one is good kills. It's got to have good kills. And notice how I've not included story, plot, or acting. In oh, any yeah, because who cares about that? <laughs> they mean nothing to me. <laughs> like I said, I'm not a critic. Those things mean nothing to me. In fact, if anything, the worse those things are, the more I enjoy the film. Okay. Like, I love Sharknado. The Sharknado movies are amazing. <laughs> I've not actually seen them. <laughs> If you like, like, crappy, terrible acting, horrible storyline, just the yeah. weirdest, just a shark in a tornado, okay. <laughs> what more do you need? Brilliant. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm going to have to check them out. But yeah, so... <laughs> there were some great kills in, in this. Um, yes, I agree. What was your, what was your favorite? I've got a feeling you'll have the same one as me. Probably there's only one real answer to this. It's gonna be the bread, the bread Cake. slicing. Yes, yeah. is that what it was? Because I didn't yeah. know what that machine was. So yeah, it's a at the end, bread slicer. Kate, she gets a face full of cake. Kate with a face full of cake. Yes, <laughs> and so you can't really see her face. See, that's funny anyway. And then he like, who is? It? I can't remember who kills her. Is it the Jason guy? Yeah, it's the Jason guy. And he, like, pushes her head in a bread slicing machine and it gets, like, caught up. Oh, it's so good. It's a great yeah. kill. Yeah, it is. And and I read about it. Um, the director, she, you know, went to the people who do the kills or whatever. And she was like, hey, I want to do it this way. And they're like, that's, that's not going to work. That's, like, you know, a head can't be cut by a bread machine. So they took a watermelon... And they put it through, and it cut, like, perfectly. And she was oh. like, yep, we're going to do it. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that was a real inventive kill. Like, I've not seen that death before, and that was clever. I liked that a lot. Yeah, and for some reason, it was even better because you had a face full of cake. It just looked <laughs> even more gross than it would have done it, just normal. You're I mean, right. Probably to, probably to hide up. You know, the uh, they would have had to spend a lot more on prosthetics and stuff to make it look realistic. Yeah. Just straight up head. Plus, it would have been like, I mean, I don't really like gruesome horrors. I don't mm-hmm. like like too gory. I'm not a fan of the Saw films. Mm-hmm. Don't like stuff. I know Kevin loves loves <laughs> loves loves Saw, yeah. loves Hostel, all those kind of movies. Oh like, no, uh... I just maybe it's because I'm squeamish. I don't know. I... <laughs> it is. That's how it is with me too. I'm yeah. Like, oh. But see, I like stuff like that. There was a kill in this film. Where I think the doctor got like a knife straight up his chin. It was it was uh, right at the start, and there was a bit of blood, and I was like, "That's sick, I like that." But like, too much blood is just no. Like, I won't watch the Evil Dead remake because that just oh, looked too much for me. Like, it's so good though. Is it though? It's one it of the looked... bloodiest movies I've yeah, ever. It's, it's too seen. much for me. Though. It's so bloody, but the. The whole scary aspect, oh, so good. There's so many good little creepy parts in it. 
everything. Yeah, I mean, in general, we loved it. It mm-hmm. was fun, basically. Definitely. And um, I can't I, wait to watch the next one. Me too. And I, you know what the thing is? I will rewatch this movie too. It is definitely yeah. one of those that I'm going to put in my, you know, yearly Halloween movie, um, like, lineup. Yeah, same. I'll definitely um, watch it again. I'll probably even suggest that we put it on because, like I told you, we have each year for the past three years, we've had a a spooky day that we do around Halloween where we get a bunch of us friends together. We watch scary movies, drink, eat, smoke, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. And and we like last year we did um, Chucky, the first Chucky. And it. It was fun, and then we did like the scary movie uh, two <laughs> that we already nice. seen. That. <laughs> See, that's actually something when we talk about horror movies, like comedies. Uh-huh. I love the scary movie films. I think they're great. Oh yeah, so we put the second one on, and some of us like we would all like go back and forth watching TV, talking to each other. It was just, it was just like sit and watch that for a minute, and you know, drinking. You just think it's so funny. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect day, dude. If you ever come to Texas. Come around Halloween and you'll come and you can come hang out with us. Oh, and you will love all my friends because we all love kind of the same stuff. Yes. It'll happen one day. I'll make, one I'll day. make it happen. Yep. Manifesting but, um, it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so next time we'll be talking about part two, 1978. Thank you everybody for listening. Yes. And send us some suggestions for what movies we should do next after these ones. You know, me and Ashley have got our own ideas of what we're going to do, but we'd love to hear your suggestions. Email us. It's contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. And go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all our socials and where you can listen to the show. And there you'll also find a link to our sponsors, Skeleton Crew Brand Clothing. Uh, Head over there to check out all their sick T-shirt designs and pick something up and tell them Horror Homeschool sent you. And personal stuff, you can follow my personal Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. I also host a comic book podcast called Chris's Comics. So if you're into comic books, go and check that out. You can listen to it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Do you have anything to plug, Ashley? Um, my Instagram is just underscore Baberhan Lincoln underscore. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that handle. It's been that for as long as I've known you. Oh, it's going to be that forever because uh, Wayne's world is the best. (laughs) Yeah, so go and check out Ashley's uh, art and clothing stuff. You do talented things. Oh, yeah, and my Etsy is Stop Making Sense. And uh, thank you again so much to everyone that tuned in for our very first episode. And please, please feel free to send us in some comments and thoughts. Please. You know, positive or negative. We want to be the best we can be and adapt and grow. And we'd love to create a cool little community around this show. So thank you. And thank you, Ashley, for chatting with me. This was so much oh, fun. Thank you. Thanks for the ideas and the, you just were like a go getter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll be back next week or so. And remember, Normal bitches don't bleed black fucking blood. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>